Hi, everyone. Mitch from PickDogs.com here with Chris, Rod, Al, and Jay. And uh, it is Sunday, August 21st, 2022. We got 10 more days left of August. I got to tell you, July flew by. August kind of mo- starting to move a little slow here, right? At the end, it kind of the first half was moving, and now it's kind of like, oh, man. But next Saturday, we got college football. I know that... Uh, I already saw the videos on the uh, calendar there. I already signed myself up for some, so I know which ones I got to really study on. It's going to be interesting. And then week one, I'll be uh, studying up hard immediately following those games. So, man, I just um, kind of crept up on me a little bit, Chris, the uh, college football action, right? It's like, here it is. And, uh, you know, it's like... Um, you know, a lot of teams just naming starters and, and, and things of that nature. And a lot of teams, you know, a lot of question marks. About a third of the teams have new head coaches this year. Yeah, and, that, and obviously we found that out last year. The transfer portal sort of shakes everything up. And, you know, like you said, lots of coaching changes, lots of adjustments that have to be made within staffs. And we're starting to see how these new pieces are starting to fit. I can tell you week zero has a couple of those right off the top. And, Especially, you know, I'll, I'll bring up a team right now that I know we're going to have to talk about. is the Nevada Wolf Pack. They pretty much have a complete rebuild there. And, uh, you know, from the coaching staff down throughout the roster. So it's going to be interesting to see how uh, how teams adjust and how long it's going to take them to sort of get up and running and get everything clicking. I thought last year the Wolf Pack offense was as good as any in the country. I really liked the receiving core that they had last year. And I thought the strong was um, pretty strong at QB. So... Um, obviously most of that team is gone too as well. So, um, be interesting. And that's all off the top of my head. Um, when it, uh, when it comes there, but, um, you know, there's some good games, not just in week one this year, you know, week, week two as well. And, and, you know, kind of carries over, you know, those kind of those kickoff classic games, you know, now it's Texas, Alabama's now in week two, um, instead of week one. You know, instead of being week one, it's been Alabama playing in that kind of that week one big game um, every year. And, uh, you know, they, they've caught some favorable matchups in that game. and They've caught some, you know, they've, they've caught some not favorable ones. But most of the time they've caught favorable. Um, you know, they've caught some teams in down years in that spot too. But, uh, you know, not, we can't take much away here from Alabama and what they've done under Nick Saban. But uh, anyways, Rod, um, you know, we last left off in college football. You were tearing it up, you know, and uh, you were in hot pursuit of James Clark for that number one overall title. Never got there, but, um, well, it's another well, year. We a, another year. We ran out of weeks, so uh, another year to uh, move along and catch him this, this, this season. So <laughs> I shifted some things from what I did last season, uh, kind of after the first few months, and I, I changed the way I was doing things in college. I was footballing it. We're going to implement it again and see if it keeps working. So, well, the Buffalo I'm Bills. In the uh, big, college, big college season. I'm excited. Week one. Once week one, you got uh, Georgia taking on the Ducks. Nice. Yeah, but the That's Ducks, you know, with a new head coach and, you know, a lot of transfer outs there as well. Yeah. So, you know, definitely um, some big issues there. You know, and across the board in Georgia, you know, missing, you know, the bulk of their team from a year ago as well. And, um, you know, a year ago, yeah. The problem that that you have is when you have all those kind of players leave early and um, you had all those players that transferred out, you know, because they couldn't get on the field. Um, You know, it'd be interesting to see what they're left with at this point. Al Ninos, what's shaking? 
going pretty good here, Mitch. How are you? I'm doing good. Hanging in there. I'm it's just uh, I'm above dirt, and that's always a good sign. Yeah, I was just looking at these uh, college football lines. Yeah, and, uh, excited about the the see the upcoming season. And uh, it's funny Rod was talking some betting strategy because uh, I think I'm gonna uh, have a pretty interesting strategy this season myself. So uh, should be interesting to see how it works out. All right. Well, um, I know that the first couple of weeks we always see a lot of teams playing against teams that you know games that shouldn't be played and um they still play them any- strategy. <laughs> they still play them anyway and um yeah but those lines are in the 50s you know sometimes and yeah, a lot of times the um a lot of times you see teams not wanting to embarrass these teams because um these are teams that are on their schedule for a specific reason you know there's a specific reason certain teams are on certain team schedules and a lot of times it's an in-state school that you know makes a couple million bucks by playing against another one of these opponents and then it rotates between playing several of the other schools within that state like Alabama State um, I believe plays Auburn and Alabama like every few years they rotate between those schools I mean obviously they're not going to win but um, you know they make a lot of money on those games Bethune-Cookman rotates between Miami Florida and Florida State um, playing those three schools And, and you see it kind of around you know that's all part of this stuff. Doesn't mean we like it. It doesn't mean we have to support it. It doesn't mean that, you know, these games should count um, in the final record, but they do. Um, anyways, we move on to Jay. And, um, you know, I watched the Cowboys game last night against the Chargers. I had actually put a pretty big bet in on the, on the Cowboys on the money line in that game. And, um, you know, the special teams really came through for him. I thought that the two-point conversion before the half was, um, you know, definitely, while it's not, you know, obviously not meaningful um, in the grand scheme of things, I thought that it was, I thought that the fact that they were able to execute that play in that situation um, with the guys they had in the field was promising that you're able to do that. You know, because they know it's coming and it's kind of like, you're able to do it anyway with Cooper Rush. Definitely surprising to me yesterday. I did not see the offensive explosion that was going to happen from well, the, from two my special teams, yesterday. two special teams touchdowns, uh, two special teams. Oh teams. yeah, not offensive, but scoring in general. You know, yeah, I was on that teams. under, unfortunately, yesterday. But yeah, so they caught me in a bad spot, but. Like you said, it was good to see at least Cooper Rush not look as worse as Ian Book. You know, that was a good sign. <laughs> Do you think that? Well, I mean, Cooper Rush is like Cooper Rush is Roger Staubach compared to Ian Book. I mean, he is like it's. They're not even in the same sentence. Ian Book sucks. I mean, he's never been good yeah, in yeah. meaningful games. He's never been good in a meaningful game. But the thing is, is that um, you know, you know, obviously you watch the game. The Chargers defense, I mean, if they have any kind of injuries, if they have to go to that depth, um, how much are we going to bet against the Chargers? I mean, I know certain handicappers are like, oh, I only bet 5% is my max bet or whatever. I'll tell you what. The Chargers go to that second string defense. I'm betting 125%. I'm going to take a loan out embedded against that Chargers defense, man. They could not tackle anything. Jovan's laughing at him, too, because it's like it was it was just, I mean, nine yards into the into the into the secondary. 
is when they would make initial contact with, you know, second, third string running backs. We're not talking, you know, Pollard and Zeke. Right. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that second string defense wasn't looking good at all. We see them get lit up last week with the Rams. You know, the Rams played some guys I had never heard of last week. And we see them, them those guys light them up. So if they ever do go to that second string D, they don't have too much depth, man. They don't, I don't know. A lot of people are high on the Chargers. I think they might they might end up worse in that division. I I, th- I don't think they're as good. I think that their first unit is really good, but I think you get past that and they have some big problems. Jovan, guys like Chase Daniel, we see a, a lot of these guys throughout the years that, you know, they they kind of like they've been around so long, right? But they never really played meaningful time. It's not like, you know, Don Strock or you know when he came in and, you know, played meaningful minutes for the Dolphins or Earl Morrill in 72 when he, you know, ran the table as a backup quarterback. I mean, when we see guys like Chase Daniel, I mean, it is never good. It's kind of, you know, the same thing that we've seen from Geno Smith in the past. It's never good. And, oh, God, who was the guy? Tavarius Jackson, right? Remember him? Oh, boy. You know, it's like, oh, my God. It was, and I mean, anyone on the Lions, you know, anyone who's a backup on the Lions. David Blau or whatever. I mean, come on. Um, do you think, like, you know... The Dol- so the Dolphins had Teddy Bridgewater in yesterday. He was okay. He certainly wasn't, you know, outstanding by any stretch of the imagination. But it's like, where do all these decent college quarterbacks go? What happens to them? Uh, they go to the NFL, and it's a rude awakening, basically. You know, um, the professional clip hold- <laughs> clip hold- clipboard holders, you know, get paid a nice, sal- you know, a nice salary to do that. And, um, you know, they're coming in a pinch from time to time and, you know, do what they do, which is play a mediocre brand of football for the most part. You know, you might catch a, uh, which, um, the guy is, he's, he's escaping my name, but he came in in the pinch against the Patriots years ago. He was on um, playing back up um, for the Green Bay Packers, lit the Patriots up. And um, this was like maybe like 10 plus years ago. Aaron Rodgers? But, um, no, 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 I'm saying backup. Well, he was the backup for Favre. He was the no, no, backup. No, 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 backup for, it was backup for, I, I don't know, it, it was a long time ago. But he got a, he got a big contract based off it. He got a, he got a big Matt contract Flynn. based off it. And, um, Who was it? And, and, and oh, Matt Flynn. Matt, Matt Flynn. Matt Flynn. Nice. Yeah, Matt Flynn. He lit the Patriots oh, up. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. And, um, yeah, just based off that, he got a big contract. Well, Matt Castle. Matt him. Castle. Matt Castle. Yeah, yeah, at least with Matt Castle, he had a yeah, he he got a big contract out of out of that. But you know, at least he did it for the year. You know, but um, hey, I speaking for the Chargers, you know, I love going against the Chargers because they're an you know overvalued team in, in oh my, my in my estimation. Hey. And in those key spots, oh, I love going against them. It's it's pure money. I took the it's Cowboys. Like, it's all the I took the Cowboys on the money line because it just to me it just seems that. Jerry Jones seems to care. You know, he always cares about, like, everything. It's like he treats every game like it's the Super Bowl, you know? It's like he's there, he's rooting, he's he's involved, right? It doesn't matter what it is. And it's like maybe he's too involved for an owner, but at the same time, uh, you know, he's not. And I think, you know, one thing that, you know, Jay, Jay and I have kind of debated a little bit is the Pittsburgh quarterback situation. But I got to say, I think you start the rookie. I, I think he's the best option. You know, I, I think option. I think here's a, you know once in a while I'm I'm wrong and I I can I always will admit it if I'm wrong, 
I just admit it. And I'll tell you what, I'm wrong in Pittsburgh. I'm wrong. <laughs> okay. I We don't have to get to the Patrick Mahomes thing, you know, like where they passed on Sean Watson, traded up and took Patrick Mahomes, you know, and I was like, what are you guys doing? You know, I went crazy on it. But, you know, and which, I mean, Deshaun Watson's still a good quarterback, but this guy is way better than anybody else on the Steelers. Right? I mean, it's not even close. You know? Not even I close. I think so, too. It's I like, think so, too. I think. Not even close. Kenny Pickett, um, I, I think if he doesn't start the season as the starter, he will be the starter by three, four games in. I, w- I would not be surprised if he starts the season. We've seen Rudolph. He's not capable. He sucks. He had his chance. He's not capable. Sucks. Sucks. They both suck. Give him a chance, you know? No, it's like. I was so worried. I was so worried he was going to give away that game last night. Man, I saw saw he was in for the majority of that fourth quarter. I'm like, come on, you're not going to shred the the Jags defense. And I almost thought they weren't going to get that touchdown when they were on the two-yard line, fourth and goal. But thankfully. Well, anyways, we're going to do how we've been doing it, and that is kind of doing the um, individual kind of round-the-horn style um, and just let everybody go into a game or two um, if they've they've got more than one game that they like. And, uh, you know, starting next Saturday, you know, it's all going to kind of make sense. So, um, you know, because... There's, it's impossible to, to go through the entire card of games. Like today, we'd probably be able to do it, but yeah, we'll just stick. We'll stick with the program. Anyways, I know Ruffalo has somewhere to be, so he's going to be first, and then we'll figure out the rest from there. So let me bring up the thing, and we go to Chris Ruffalo. Chris, you're up first. It's happening. Chris is muted when he sounds. Oh, sorry. He sounds almost sounds better that way. <laughs> that bit's so old. I knew that. <laughs> I was almost waiting for it at this point. I was to say, yeah. Normally, I normally I don't mind staying up today. I got a I got a jet, unfortunately, but uh, no, I'm excited. You know, had a great day yesterday and uh, some great action today as well. Well, um, so you know, Alec Manoa is pitching today for the Blue Jays once again, and we've <laughs> kind of had a good time at his expense. Um, <laughs> You know, the the first thing that pops into your head when when you see Alec Manoa is you know club size. I I've learned like this um, that there's like you know the there's the regular size, there's the snack size, there's the family size, there's the jumbo size, and then the club size. And Alec Manoa, I think, definitely goes for the club size. I mean, I I learned this at Costco. It was like I saw it was like. Club size. I never had heard that term before. And it's like, um, but there it was. Alec Manoa. Opted for the club size bottle or a jar of cheese puffs. Yeah, I think it's like the jug, you know? <laughs> the one where you have to use two arms to wrap around it and you can't carry anything else to the front of the store. Well, the Blue Jays have a ton of momentum. It'll be interesting to see if he's able to keep those, keep it going. Um, today for them we've certainly had a good time at his expense so um we'll see if he's able to do it but chris looks like um you are going to uh wrigley field here and last night's game um both the first two games have been back and forth games both of the first two games have been back and forth and just the cubs were the last team up in each of those games um what are you looking at today 
Yeah, I think we see another back and forth game today, and I, but I see a bit more of a pitcher's duel going in this one. I was initially leaning towards the under, but there was no line out at the time that I, I dropped the pick in. But I see it around seven now. I still like the under there, but I'm going to go with the Chicago Cubs here, mainly because I just think that you know the the Milwaukee Brewers lost that one in heartbreaking fashion last night. Just couldn't catch a break, and like you said, the Cubs were just the last team to come up to bat. And now you know th- this is a bit of a closer pitching match than I don't think a lot of people would give it credit for today. Justin Steele, a one point six six ERA across his last seven starts. He's not giving up a ton of hard contact. He, he's uh the only problem that you that you're concerned with is with Justin Steele is the walks. But this season he's got a two point seven five ERA against the Brewers. His last start he went six and two thirds against the Brewers and looked really good in that start. The problem for Brandon Woodruff is that he does give up a ton of hard contact. Now the wind not necessarily blowing out at Wrigley, but um Last time we saw Brandon Woodruff at Wrigley, he gave up seven runs in less than four innings of work. I don't think he gives that up today. But just the way the series has gone, the way the Cubs have actually played over the last couple of weeks, i got to take a shot on the uh, the Cubs and the plus uh, 135 here. Yeah, I'm not so sure I agree with you. I just think that the Cubs are pl- playing kind of on borrowed time, um, you know, and I think they've gotten the, the best of it. But eventually when you're playing against the better team, um, you run into it. Steele has had a nice, you know, little run as far as strikeouts go, but you know he gets close to that hundred pitch mark, and he gets he gets smacked around pretty good. Um, Aaron Water show, of course, taking place in Chicago. So, like we saw on Friday, created that draft sucking balls out of the stadium behind those Blue Angels. We'll have to see if it has any effect today. Yeah, the nice thing about Justin Steele, I mean, at least if you're back in the Cubs, that he doesn't give up. You know, a ton of home runs. He's only given up seven home runs on the season. So as long as the, the, the wind's not necessarily blowing out, I think I you know keeps in the ballpark today. I think that's going to play to his advantage. Well, what are you selling today at Pick Dogs? Well, today I got my, uh, my $15 pickoff play going for three in a row today. And I also had that $15 pickoff play as part of my Sunday Slam MLB three-pack. So hop on one of those. Remember, use that promo code AUG15 for any of the daily packages or any long-term passes as well. You know, pair me up with any of the cappers of the month pass, get you well into the NFL season now. Got some season passes up there as well, or even check out the two-for-one capper promotion for uh, best bang for your buck. Awesome. Well, Chris, of course, we'll see you tomorrow morning, as we always do. And um, until then, stay the hell away from the club size. Anyways, um, we'll bring in Jovan next. We know that he's been fighting the good fight this week. He's had laryngitis. Something like that. What is, what's up with the voice? It's getting better, right? It seems like it's almost all the way back at this point. Yeah, all, almost there. It's like a few cracks. It's always tough, man. It's like I know that I've had times like, you know, it's like we do. This is what we do. So it's like, you know, it's hard. It's hard to um, battle it through. But um, we appreciate you fighting the good fight, doing those parlays. And, um, you know, of course, being on the show. Um, parlays definitely gaining popularity. You're going to be doing football parlays, college football parlays. You're going to be doing, um, you know, multiple. Are you going to do just the parlay day? You're going to do multiple sport parlays. You're going to do cross sport parlays. What, what's going on? Yeah, wherever I see a play that's good enough for um, for for a free parlay, I'm gonna do it. All right. Well, I know yeah, that our that's I know yeah, our, whether that's you know a football uh, um, NFL parlay. A separate um, college football parlay. There's enough action out there to, you know, to put um, multiple ones together. So I'm here for it. I'll do it. You know, I'm going to put it out. 
We know our audience loves them. They love a good parlay, and they certainly love your picks. Um, you know, it's like this is kind of that transitional week of the year, these these next two weeks. I always think like right now, and then in October generally is also somewhat transitional as, you know, we have a couple of weeks where it seems like all we have is like, you know, one game a day with NFL, the World Series or something. But this year the NBA starts its season, I think the same day the World Series starts. It's like that's a big screw you to them. But um, I'm right. pretty sure – um, it all kind of all starts at the same time, like the Major League Baseball playoffs and the, and the NBA are all going on at the same time this year. So they'll be going head-to-head on, on a lot of nights. But um, what do you got going on today as far as a free pick for everybody? Yeah, we're going to look at this Giants and Rockies game. Now, I'm on the over. I'm, I'm going to look at the over. But, you know, truth be told, you, just, you look at the Giants' last six games and the unders on you know, 5 on one but, you know, going with these two pitchers, Jakob Yunus and Cal Freeland, I expect this one to go um, go over, you know, especially since the last two games. Well, one of them was um, a push uh, four to seven, but the other one was a clear under. But I think with these two pitchers, um, Yunus, he has a 6.92 ERA in his um, last three starts. Cal Freeland, <laughs> he's from there, but he just seems to give up. He doesn't, I mean, he was supposed to be, he was billed as one of those guys where he could pitch in course field. Not so much. He has a 6.19 ERA in his last three. At home, 6.00 ERA. And I expect a lot of runs in this one. Some way, somehow, you know, I think it goes over the total. You know, so that's my think on it. And you always have the Rockies bullpen to contend with. They're just a, you know, they, for a stretch, they were doing good. Their bullpen was doing good. I'll give them that. But they're back. They've fallen back on hard times. 6.170 ERA in their last 10 games. You know, so I expect a lot of um, runs to be scored in this one. And um, the the Giants, they're hitting 272 against some um, lefties in the last 10. And Cal Freeland, he's a lefty, so you know I think he gets rocked. It, it's been a frustrating season for the Giants. Was I think just Radon? I think has really been the problem. He's been the you know. He's supposed to be the stopper, and he hasn't stopped anything. And, and you know, meanwhile, the Giants have had so many opportunities and just not able to take advantage of it. I think the Giants and the White Sox, it's like every time you're ready to write them off, they start playing hard. Every time you, they start right. playing hard, you're, you kind of can get behind them a little bit. They disappoint you. And it's like I think both those teams just really, really similar. Big market teams that just haven't played like it this season. Yeah, I mean, I'm – I don't know. The manager might be – well, the manager definitely is the problem in, in Chicago, <laughs> you know, with Tony La Russa. He should have been out of there a long time ago. But it didn't happen, and I guess they're just riding, riding him out. He must – he might have a – um. He might have something over on, um, on, the, on the ownership there. I don't, I don't know how he could have kept his job for this long. But, um, you know, as for um, Gabe Kapler – He's a pretty good, um, you know, manager. Always shown that since he's been there. But I think this year, you know, it hasn't come together. You know, and it happens because, you know, the Giants as a as a franchise, last 10, 12 years, they've all they've done is win. You know, against against the odds, basically. You know, so you know, they give them a mulligan for this season. You know, because they've won so much. You know, through throughout the years. I think you know. Um... 
you know, when you lose a guy from Buster, po- like Buster Posey from the clubhouse, I think, you know, it's like losing, you know, I'm not saying that he single-handedly wins games, even though he did, you know, many times. Um, but at the same time, it's, you know, losing a guy like that from the clubhouse behind the plate and all that stuff, it, it has an impact. And I think where we've seen it is in these in these pitchers. You know, last year we saw, um, you know, Senzatella, you know, who really hasn't played much at all this season, have a monster year. Kevin Gausman had a career year in San Francisco last year. And really, you know, any credit that he gets for anything he does in, in Toronto this season really is just a byproduct of what happened last season, which, you know, it's been a tremendous drop-off for him, you know. And at the top end of the rota- rotation last year, Logan Webb was outstanding. He's been good this year, but it's like he can't he can't hold it up his own. And Radon, you know, filling in for those guys that have been out, it, he hasn't done it. He hasn't. He has not done it. He is a better pitcher than what we've seen from him. So I think, like you said, you give the Giants a pass. Maybe we get some value on them next year. But I don't see them catching it and making the making a run at the wild card here. But you know, the whole problem, the whole thing is, is that you've got you know. You got four teams for three spots ahead of you, and one of them is the Padres, who are just looking for a place to lay down. The other one is the Phillies, who, I mean, if they implode, you know, go on a 15 game, if they lose 13 out of 15, no one's going to be shocked except for, you know, well, maybe a few people, but we won't be. That's for sure. No, no I wouldn't be. You know, one of the um, more underrated, um, you know, relationships in, in sports is the pitcher catcher um, relationship. You know, a, a great catcher could make a, a pitching staff. You know, you've seen it time and time again with the great ones. They know how to frame, you know, a, a ball, you know, looks like looks like a strike that's actually a ball, you know, fools the umpire, you know, turns it into a ball into a strike. You know, how the you know the, when to call certain pitches at certain times. And when you have that a starter, a starting pitcher, and the catcher in sync. You can't beat it, you know. And and you know the loss of Buster Posey. This he knew he knew how to call a game, you know. Is basically what I'm saying. And when you lose that, you know, you lose some of your muster in your pitching staff. We see it with, um, we see it with, we, we see it with Yadi Molina in in. Um, we see it with Yadi Molina in St. Louis, and since he's been back, I think they've lost like two games, you know, and all the pitchers have been, you know, unbelievable, including, you know, t- um, Jordan Montgomery, right, who goes tomorrow, I believe, for them. Um, you know, look at the difference between him on the Cardinals and the Yankees. I mean, it's night and day, and I think Yadi is that. And I think, you know, so you look at, you know, when you start saying like a good catcher and what they can do for a team. So I had looked up while you were talking, I looked up the 2003 Miami Marlin team. Right, which Pudge Rodriguez was the catcher, and when you look at the lineup, I mean, a lot of the guys from this team went on to be um, went on to be good players on other teams, but at the time they were just seen as a thrown together team. And I mean, you look at the roster now, and I say, like I said, you look at the roster now, and you say, wow, they actually had a pretty good team. I mean, right. Miguel Cabrera was a utility player, a twenty-year-old utility utility player, you know, on the bench with a 268 batting average. And, um, you know, but they had Pudge, you know, and then you take that pitching staff and Brad Penny, Carl Pavano, Dontrell Willis, Josh Beckett went on to, you know, big things after he became a superstar with Pudge after winning the World Series that year. The Yankee killer. Remember, he was the Yankee killer. Yeah. 
And, um, you know, so I just think, you know, you're that's a good catcher. Very, very underrated. We talked a little bit about it yesterday with uh, Romanelli as well. And I, I've always believed that, that a good catcher just makes a big difference because he can give the pitcher that confidence that he can maybe throw that crazy pitch and it's not going to get past the catcher. He can, you know, he, he doesn't have to wor- really worry as much about the, uh, the, the runner at first because it's like, yeah, you want to keep him fairly close, but, you know, he's probably not going to make it. You know, <laughs> if he tries, his, his odds are not good. I mean, a guy like Pud Rodriguez or Riotti, you know, back there. Anyways, what do you have for sale today? No, Yachty's bat has not been good. But the runs that he saves, I mean, and yeah, what he does for the pitching staff is more than more. Mark Belanger on the on the Orioles on that team that were that had all those twenty game winners, Jim Palmer and Flanagan and all that. He batted like one seventy eight. That's we went through this. He batted like one seventy eight. Him and Brooks Robinson did not bat well either that year. But it's like nothing got through that side of the infield. Nothing. Yeah, I think I think that you know with. Sports in general, you know, being so offensive driven, you know, you lose sight of that there's more than there's more than these sports, in this case baseball, than just, you know, hitting home runs, you know, and so, you know, defensive side of the ball, it it, it counts for something. It counts for it counts for a lot, especially when, you know, you might not have I mean, this isn't the um, Cardinals case because they're you know, they're a good hitting lineup, but you know, when you have that guy catching and seeing everything and could hold a guy on first base, could call a, a good game, knows his pitchers, knows when to call certain pitches and all that, this is that's big. You know, so I mean I you know, but I grew up under, you know, seeing situational situational on baseball games where you put you need a bunt to advance the runner, you you know, you lay down the bunt. You know, you don't swing for the fences every damn time. You know what I mean? So, you know, it's not like I came into this, you know, just w- watching them swing for the fences. You know what I mean? So it's just different. It's just different um, different styles of playing. Just got to keep that in mind. What do you got for sale today? Yeah, so I have a three-pack, two MLB plays and uh, NFLX uh, plays sprinkled into that, $39.99 at the website. You know, the picks have been um, doing good. All those plays are sold separately. So, you know, if you want those plays sold separately, if you want those plays separately, I have the laser show for baseball. I have the strikeout sign for baseball. I also have, um, you know, for the football play, I have my total shutdown. So, you know, check it out. You know, the picks have been hitting. So just looking to keep it going. And, you know, you could um look at my longer-term passes, three-day, seven-day, 30-day, yearly, the football um, passes, you know, it's a week away from week zero, then week one. Then after that, we have NFL football going into full gear. So jump on it. It's a good time to to jump on board those long-term packages, save a lot of money. And Jovan's been straight money in uh, football. Um, you, could, you could look at last year's records. Uh, pretty much speaks for itself. But thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week. And, of course, during the week on the drive-thru and every day with your parlays over at Pick Dogs. Up next... Al Ninos. Great. It's a touch of excitement here. Al, how's it going? <laughs> going good. How are you? I was actually getting excited there uh, while that catcher talk. I used to play catcher myself, so uh, that kind of got me pumped a little bit. But uh, 
No comments yeah, in the in the green room, Zawacki, on that one. Anyways, <laughs> we know you were going with that. Anyways, <laughs> anyways, how's the, how how how's how the game's been treating you? Uh, actually, last couple of days have been pretty good. So so yeah, I uh, hope to keep rolling there. Well, what do you got going on today for everybody? Uh, for the free pick? Yes. We'll be looking at the uh, Padres um, hosting the Nationals. It's been, uh, it's been a little rocky for the Padres since those big trades. You know, they, they started off uh, disappointing after uh, acquiring those two big uh, bats. And then, um, then they went on a bit of a run, you know, kind of thought, well, that's what we paid for. And uh, I guess I kind of started buying into it a little bit. I'm like, okay, this is the lineup I expected to see. And then we've kind of seen them kind of die down a little bit again. So it's uh, it's kind of uh, concerning to me, you know, if, if you're a Padres fan, if you're spending all that money and uh, not getting the results you're paying for. But um, I think the, the, the uh, San Diego offense has a cure for their um, for whatever's been going on there, and uh, that would be Patrick Corbin here. If they can't get going against him, then uh, then you really want to uh, start panicking and uh, sound the alarm maybe. But uh, I think they do get going against Corbin here. Uh, he's just been horrible all season, been horrible coming into this game. And... Uh, I think he has a rough outing today against the uh, Padres lineup that uh, despite, as I said, uh, some poor results lately, I still think they have some very good hitters on that lineup. So uh, they should get it going today. Obviously, uh, covering the run line at home has uh, not been their thing <laughs> these uh, last couple of games, but uh, I'll be looking at the total here. And I think, uh, you know, I've mentioned uh, Corbin struggles, but Manea hasn't been great himself. He's been struggling coming into this one a little bit too. So... I think the Nationals do get a couple runs off him as well, and I think this game goes uh, way over the total. Yeah, Manaya has always been a guy that throws the ball over the plate and then hopes that he gets a little bit of tail motion on it, you know, um, to to keep the hitters off. But when it's not tailing off, man, he gets cracked. And uh, of course, Patrick Corbin, whew, so they hit that contract. They could not get rid of him with um, Soto, and uh, of course, you know, the Padres were the team that you know pushed back hard you know, from having to take him on in that, that salary. But, um, yeah, I'm with you. I think that we see plenty of runs in this thing. I also like the first five over in this thing, too. Yeah, I, think I haven't looked go. at that number, but, yeah. I just think that with these, you know, with the starting pitching is really what you want to attack here. So probably first five over as well. What are you selling today at Pick Dogs? Uh I actually uh, have quite a few plays, so uh, long-term is probably the best way to go, but if you're just looking for the daily packages, I do have a uh, three-pack. I have my best bet in the MLB also, which is included there, but I have it sold separately if you just want to make one big bet. And then uh, I think I said yesterday I was going to stay away from the preseason, but I have my first preseason play of the year out there as well if you want to check that out. If you've been watching the show, you probably might know what it is. if not, uh, you can check that out over on the premium side. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. We'll see you during the week on the drive through And, of course, uh, next week here, Saturday, college football opening. We know college football, not usually your thing, but you say you got a new strategy, so we're all interested in hearing it. <laughs> yeah, it should be. Uh, well, that's the strategy for the premium side, so I wouldn't want to give too much away, but uh, well, we could talk about it a little bit. All right. 
Well, next up, we got Jay Briggs. He's excited about the NFL season. He's been killing it in the uh, NFL preseason overall. Not winning every game. No one wins them all. I know usually the new cappers usually super hard on themselves with every loss. Take it personally. I, nobody likes to lose, but I think the longer you do it, you realize that it is part of it, and you can't win them all. But, you, you know, you just hope to continue to chug along and win more than you lose. And I think at the end of the day, if you went, if you got a choice and you said, I can go three and two for the rest of my life, I would take it any day of the week. Um, But um, you know, one of the things that Jay and I talked about yesterday after the show was that we're going to do a new football show. Um, I believe it's going to be on Thursday afternoons. So we'll have to figure this out, Um, but it's going to be Jay with Al McMorty. So should be interesting show. I think it's going to be good. You have, you know, kind of the young gun and the old, the old, uh, the old timer there, kind of the veteran of veterans. And then our newest handicapper all in one thing. We'll have other cappers. Rod, myself will also be um, involved. So uh, should be good times. We're, we're looking forward to it. And Jay also might be involved in some of my halftime shows. So um, more Jay. Yes, sir. A lot of more J, man. Y'all get used to me, man. I'm here. <laughs> I, I mean, our audience seems here to like this. So money for guys. Our audience yeah. seems to like you, and when they like somebody, usually it takes the heat off of me. So I always like that. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, man. I, I'm here, man. So I've been doing this a long time. I've been in front of the camera. But um, anyways, um, what do you got going on today? So today, free pick wise, I'm looking at that Browns Eagles game for you guys. And this is how I'm looking at it. There's no starters pretty much for either team. I've been, you know, I was looking through coaches, quotes, all that good stuff for you guys, trying to see who's in there. Both coaches seem like neither too many starters are going to be playing. Um, the Eagles backup quarterback is Gardner Minshew. You know, he's, he's, he's one of those guys on that list. But you know, for a backup, he's 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 decent. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not sure how much he plays though, because the Eagles are carrying a lot of guys on that roster. So he might only be in there for a few snaps or maybe a quarter at most. And if that's the case, I like the Browns to um I like the Browns uh quarterback rotation a little bit better. And here's some stats for preseason that I've been looking at. The Browns under Kevin Stefanski are four and oh. Since he's been there in 3-1 ATS, the Eagles, however, under Nick Sirianni are 0-3-1 in the preseason and 1-3 ATS. I'm on the Browns today. I think the Browns can maybe even win it outright. I think they do win it outright, but I'm going to take the points just because it's preseason, you know. That's how I'm looking at it. All right. Well, I I don't I think that preseason's tough. I haven't really hit a lot of preseason games. I know that you've been a lot more active in it than I have. So some of these games, I'm just gonna have to take your word for it. Other games, I'm you know probably have a stronger opinion. I think this is one of the tougher games out there. I just think that, like you said, not really sure what we're gonna see. I think the Browns have yeah. the, have this um, deep backfield though, you know, running backs, and I think mm-hmm. that that's always a good thing to have when you have quarterbacks that are somewhat questionable. And, um, you know, I think that, you know, part of the issue here for the Browns is, you know, you have Jacoby Brissett, but he's not good. You know, he's not a good quarterback. He won a game 
once. This is another guy we could ask Jovan about it. Is he won a game for the Patriots in the regular season as a backup quarterback, and he's lived off of that for. I don't know, six, seven years at this point. We saw him last year in Miami, and they were unable to win games with him as quarterback. Um, you know, do you think they go out and get Jimmy Garoppolo? The Browns have never really been all that shy when it comes to trading for players or trading players. Remember, uh, you know, they went out, they got OBJ when he was available. They've gotten, you know, Jarvis Landry. They Hunt, Kareem Hunt, you know, was another guy that was, you know, I mean... I think, honestly, I think they don't do it. Their schedule to open up is pretty soft. So I think Jacoby But Jacoby Brissett is soft. I mean, he's soft. Yeah, he's soft. Yeah, he's not. To not me, good. he's definitely going to be like in that 30 to 32 range quarterbacks in the league this year. So until Watson gets back. So they should probably go get Garoppolo, but I don't think they are. I think they're going to try to tread it. I think they're going to try to tough it out. But it might cost them the postseason this season, honestly. Yep, that's what I see. I think it could. I think it could as well. But I think at the same time, I think they could make a move. People are saying Dobbs. Um, you know, Dobbs, I believe, is the better option than uh, Brissett. But once again, we don't know. You know, we don't know, but we know he has a decent arm. He threw the ball at Tennessee pretty well when he was there. But at Pittsburgh, you know, they kind of they kept him on the roster. He made it every year. They don't just keep guys. I mean, he he made it on there. And um, I don't know. Jacoby Brissett, it's like we know what we have, and it's a guy that can't win games. It's a problem. You know, he wasn't able to do it in Indianapolis either. Yeah, he. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, what do you have for sale today? Today... At the site, I have a three-pack up there for you guys. It includes uh, two NFL preseason games, and I have my $15 MLB best bet, which is 12-3 and three in the last 15. Uh, I, baseball, you know, in itself is kind of – I'm still getting used to it, but my best bet in itself is 12-3 and three last 15, so you guys can hop on that. Um, and I got, like I said, I got those two NFL preseason up there for you guys, or you can get them all in the three pack or sold individually. You can hop on the three day, seven day, 30 day, or hop on the NFL season pass. That's what I got going on on pick dogs premium, man. Make sure y'all hop on and let's continue to roll on and make some money. All right. Well, we're going to see plenty more of Jay Briggs here at pick dogs. Um, definitely hitting the ground running. And I know a lot of people, um, you know, gaining up some popularity, kind of our, our, we have like, you know, we have different sets of uh, handicappers at Pick Dogs. We kind of got the old school, Al McMorty, and then me, and, you know, um, a couple of the other guys. And then we kind of have the, you know, the, the guys that have been around for a while, like Chris and Rod and, 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 and guys like that. And then, uh, you know, we have the young guns like Ron and Jay. And so we have a good mix, got something for everyone. And, uh, you know, it just seems that some of the guys that we've just added, you know, through our Become a Capper contest, um, Jay, um, Jay was part of the Become a Capper contest. He didn't win. We've kept in touch the whole time. He finished, I believe, second. And um, he's kept in touch. And Jovan finished second, you know, the year before. And look how well he's worked out. James Clark, you know, who a lot of people felt that he won because he, he kind of went with some big underdog money line shots and he just hit him at the end and ended up winning. But, you know, look, look at his capping record since, you know, it's like, it's, you can see clearly no fluke. So we're excited to have you. I don't, I don't know if we're doing the become a capper this, 
this year. So um, we're yeah. glad to have you. But I just think Mills Mills got hot there at the end and yeah. won this year. Yeah, That's Mills got crazy hot. Mills yeah. was hot as well. <laughs> took it from me. I think that um, I think that you know, I think that the thing that all the handicappers that have in common that came on and this year was different because we had the video segment of it. So it was different that everyone had to do that weekly video this year. But I think what made it different, what makes our capper contest different is that we don't just say anybody that has anybody can be in it. It's like, you have to be a real person. You have to, you know, follow these specific set of rules. And I see other sites. I was at another site where they ran a, a capper contest and I didn't like the way they ran it. So I wasn't part of it. And they had, I think six people enter, you know? So it's like, but at ours, I know Rod will tell you, we had hundreds, you know, and um, most people really stuck with it to the end, even if they weren't in it anymore, which is. Yeah, it was a really good competition. A lot of good people were in it. A lot of people tried to win it. And a lot of people uh, I still associate with on Twitter. So it was a good deal. Yeah, so it was fun, and we're not planning. We great community. We're not you know? planning on doing it this year, but you never know. You know, you never say never. But um, you know, last year we did it in December. So um, you know, this year we'll um, you know I don't know. We'll have to see. I know that we have the ability to automate the whole thing into a much better way of doing it. So I have to, I'll talk to my, my business partners and see if they can do it. Cause they do like, if you are on DraftKings or um, Barstool Sportsbook or one of those, and you see like the, the contest that they run, like Super Bowl squares and all that stuff, basically yeah. my business partners built those. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, you know, they have the full ability to build us a capper contest where everyone has, you know, the ability to log in and see everything and, you know, to do everything where we don't have to kind of do this manual grading, but not just that, but where you can see everybody's pick history and every, you know, the way it should, the way that it needs to be done. If we, if I want if we want to do it right, we don't want to have it where people, they don't know where they stand and things like that. And, you know, to be honest, um, you know, we while we talk about the successes that we've had from there, you know, we've had some non-successes too. So, you know, it's yeah. it's been a mixed bag. But anyways, Jay, thanks for joining us. We look forward to the football show. I think uh, I think it's going to be interesting. I can't wait for it. Yeah, you know? it's going to be so much fun. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to make sure that we get the word out. You know, I did a football show with with uh, Joe Madden last year. It wasn't super popular, but I think this year is going to be a little bit different with you guys. So, all right, we'll get to Rod Zawacki. Thanks for joining us. All right. I always feel like I cut people off, so I didn't want to make sure that I, that he had gotten in the last word. But anyways, I'm excited to have Jay and Rod can tell you, you know, doing those contests and stuff. It is, uh, it's like a whole nother job, you know, and that's why, oh, that's is. why I'm not yeah, sure if it, we're going to do it um, or not this year. I I like that with the fact that we can connect with our audience. I like all of those different things. I I think that for me, part of it is that I felt bad um, not being able to bring on everybody that I that I wanted to, and then I also felt that I struggled being honest with some people to tell them why I couldn't bring them on or why I didn't think they were good enough to be on the site at at this point. And I think a lot of people take it personally, you know. And, and it created some animosity between me and some people that I think were fans of the site and aren't any longer, you know, and, and that's longer, okay. You know, it's like, um, you know, 
I see other people that were in the contest kind of now doing their own thing or whatever, you know, unsuccessfully. And, you know, it's, um, I don't know. And I think a lot of them still contact, a lot of people still contact me. I want to be on it or whatever. But it's like, if you go out there and you're on like some scumbag shows and other stuff just to try and get your name out there, though, I don't want anything to do with you. You know, it's like, we do things a little differently here. I know I call people out and I'm going to try and do a lot less of that than I have in the past. And, you know, calling people out specifically, but everyone knows who these people are and what they stand for and why I don't believe in them and, and why I think they're a problem with the industry. I'm certainly not going to have people that associate with them or associate people that associate with them. You know, it's kind of like, you know, you, want, you just don't want anything to do with them. It's like, it's bad. Anyways. But Rod, how are things going? Rod's a guy that Rod actually, you know, before he became a handicapper on site, I actually, I basically had to beg him. You know, that's that's how this how much things have changed, right? It's like I had to beg you to be on the site, and now other people, you know, it's like I don't know, we got hundreds. Begging, I, get, I get emails right? every day. Yeah. I, I, I show some of the I, I, both of those contests, and there are some there's some pretty good cappers because you look at the top ten, all were making money. It's not like they were. <laughs> the top 10 were losing people money it was it, it's a it was it was a tough comp both contests like both the years that we did the contest i mean i've been you, we've got some, there's some great cappers there have been some duds that some people get lucky streak uh, as we've seen that they didn't survive they're not around anymore but hey that we, we look at the ones we did yeah look at james clark Whew. <laughs> i know <laughs> and jovan just look at jovan right? i don't know just just rolling right along so oh. um so the guys who are from the con the guys who are from the contest in the recent years are James Clark, Jovan, Jay, and Jay. Um, Mills. Jay, Jay had it wrapped up because we, we talked about it. We're like, remember that, that last day we were like, oh, oh well, Jay's got this. He's got this all wrapped up. Yeah. And it's, it's like, all you got to do is put in one play and he's got it wrapped up. He put in three and I think it was like, oh, yeah. Oh. And then he had a rough route one last day and then Mills just passed him. And that's what it was. It was like, yep. if he would have put in one, <laughs> yep. he, he would have easily won it. Yeah, he was so. it, it, both. I think he was winning both. Instagram, yeah. yeah, like he was winning yeah. both, and he had one last this bad last day. He had one bad last day because he put in three plays, and we were like, No, 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 don't do it. Yeah, we no, were don't like, don't do it. Oh. I'm like, He puts in one, he's got it. If he's you all, all he puts up. in one play, win or lose, <laughs> yeah. doesn't matter, you know, doesn't matter. Yeah, he had like, it all locked up, and then we were like, Oh, no, he put in three. <laughs> and I think he went on three, if I'm not mistaken. I, I think mean, so. Yeah. It always works out that way, it always works out that way. It always does, then. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> well, Rod, what do you got going on today? Well, we're going to go with the uh, we're going to with the Royals and uh, the Rays here. And you look uh, for me. Both these starters here uh, have definitely not been good. Um, you got Greinke on the road with his nice six ERA. He's zero and six with a six point four eight ERA and a. 1.60 whip and you look his last uh games on the road just to give a sound he's given up three runs against the twins he faced the yankees gave up three runs he faced the jays he gave up four runs he faced the astros he gave up six runs he faced the twins again he gave up five runs and then he faced arizona and gave up seven runs and then you look on the other side you got yarborough going for uh the rays in this one and um, he's, he's got a mixed bag of relieving and starting. But when he's been a starter, you look his last few starts, his last time as a starter, he gave a one run. 
Is uh, the time before that he gave up two runs. Now uh, the time before that he did get smacked around and uh, once then and he gave up six runs. The time before that he gave up two runs. So when when he when Yarborough starts as a starter for me, um, the Rays seem to uh, get some runs and, and and help him out there on that end of things. So for me, I we got to go with the Rays here on the run line. Um, you look at the Rays uh, in Game Four of a series, five and one. They're also uh, five and two in the last seven, and, and in the thick of that wild card race. So, uh, I think the Rays come to play here. You look at the Royals, one and four in their last five in Tampa, eight and nineteen last twenty-seven meetings versus um, these Rays in Tampa. And you look on the road, the Royals on the road, five and sixteen. There's a pure fade of uh, Grinky on the road. He's just been awful. Awful, awful. And I think the Rays uh, get to him and uh, light him up like a Christmas tree. So I think the Rays on the run line here in this one. I think this is the end of the line for Granke. It's kind of been a farewell tour um, for him. So um, I just think that, uh, you know, it. the Rays are, you know, setting it down. So you know, definitely this is their time of year after the All-Star break. So I got to agree with you. And one more quick play, of course. Who else? It's it's Sunday. Who else to play? We got the, we got to fire up the bandwagon. Uh, the Ravens have won uh, twenty one straight in the preseason, so uh, I'm gonna take the Ravens again. Uh, why not? Uh, they're eighteen two and one ATS, and you look going against uh, the Cardinals here. And I think the reason why the Ravens have uh, done so well in the in these uh, preseason games is their depth on D. Um, their ability to slow down teams because um, a lot of teams they just want to run the ball right, and they have that depth and ability on D to uh, to slow down teams uh, trying to run the ball and chew up clock and, and move the ball. There, they they have good second stringers and third stringers that can come in and actually make a tackle. So uh, that's why this this run has been so uh, heavy. So you know, look, their last five uh, against these uh, Cardinals, the Cardinals zero uh, and five ATS. Their last five at home here. So uh, the Ravens perfectly well on the road. So. I'm going to take the Ravens here. Lay the uh, five and a half, six in spots. Shop your number. Uh, I think the Ravens continue to get uh, another win here. 21 straight. Yeah, why, by seven plus. why not in the over with it? I think the same <laughs> game it for me, you know. I think there's going to be plenty of points. Yep. We saw the Cardinals, no effort on defense against the Bengals. They just, you know, that was flag football. It'd be interesting to see what they did <laughs> this week. Anyways, what are you selling today, Rod? And for me over at uh, Pictos Premium, uh, I lost my one lone NFL play uh, on the Dolphins yesterday. They did not come through. They looked awful, just like you said. Uh, Bridgewater did not look good. Um, figured he would have a better start, but he did not. So over today, we got uh, I went two and one on the MLB's play, so that's what I focused on today. I'm sticking with the MLB. I got my 10-star MLB total of the week up over there. You can get it singly, or you can get my... Uh, Safe Crackers package where you get all three of my MLB plays over at Pig Dogs Premium. Uh, and as we say, now's the time to grab something long-term. Grab along one of them long-term patches and make sure you use promo code UG15. Get your 15% off any of your purchases over at Pig Dog Premium, which is big when you uh, grab something long-term. Huge savings there when you use UG15. All right. Well, thanks, everyone, for joining us. Thanks, Rod. We will see everybody uh, tomorrow, next week, and all that good stuff. And, of course, uh, next weekend starts college football, so be sure to grab those long-term packages. If you buy any season pass, um, I'm throwing in a free consensus report for the duration of whatever season you get. Or, you know, if it's college, NFL, whatever, runs through February. You'll get the consensus, which will include college basketball, NBA, and everything else that goes on the consensus report. So thanks, everyone, for joining us. Make it a winning day. 
and uh, we appreciate each and every one of you.